The way to love anything is to realize that it may be lost. It's from G.K. Chesterton. It's another G.K. Chesterton quote. I'm going to do it as often as I can. <laughs> hey, but it's a great quote on friendships. This series, this is our fourth in a, a series of four on about friendship, how to be a godly friend to others. Yeah. And today we're going to be focusing that true friends are reliable. And this, this becomes a little bit of a sad story. A little bit of a sad story, yeah. but then a really awesome story at the end. So, Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Brian, how are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing good. I have really been enjoying this series, and that may be kind of weird to say that I'm enjoying what we're doing, but this has been a lot of fun and really, really encouraging and helpful. It's been good for me to review because I need to grow in being a friend to others. What? But you're a pastor, and you've been a Christian for so long. You mean you haven't nailed down this friendship thing perfectly? I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of pastors who have said, I've never really had a I, I don't have any good yeah. friends in my life. There was there so. was some, I think it was a Barnum group who did a study and was like pastors have so much like depression because of isolation and lack of mm -hmm. friends that the statistics are, are frightening. And I think it begins with that first one is a lack of being uh, afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because they've had bad things happen to them at some churches where maybe they were too, they were not too, but, but they were vulnerable, yep. but that wasn't received well from people. So ugh, it's a tough one for everyone, including me. It, it Absolutely. Even, even for me. So our first episode, we focused that friends are vulnerable. Uh, last episode, we talked about how friends are thoughtful. And today we're kind of wrapping up the main friendship characteristics idea before our, our wrap-up episode. And today we're going to be talking about that friends are reliable. Yeah. But, so so give, can you give us just a real quick recap of where we've been in the life of friendship of David and Jonathan? So Jonathan and David are, is this amazing friendship in scripture, probably one of the best yeah. and, and most honest, intimate details of a friendship that we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I, I, the only one that I can think of that comes close is Ruth and Naomi, Yeah. Um, yep. to be perfectly honest. And then Jesus just blows them all out of the water right, right, right. kind of a thing. But Jonathan is the son of Saul, the king of Israel, who wants to kill David because David has been prophesied to be the next king of Israel. So Lol, Lol, Saul's lineage <laughs> is going to stop with Saul. But Jonathan, Saul's son, and David become really, really good friends. And Jonathan defends and protects, looks out for David, the enemy of his father. Um, in the last episode, we talked about how Jonathan listened to David's fears and concerns about his well-being. And that Saul wanted to kill David and turned out... David was telling the truth. So in protection of his friend, they set up a plan and Jonathan is, or David is now out and away. And Jonathan has saved his friend's life from his father's jealousy and his wrath. Yeah. And then Saul even tries to kill Jonathan. Right? Like, so, good Lord. That's a bad parenting tip. Just rule, of, rule of thumb. <laughs> don't just don't try to kill your kids. <laughs> Like step one, oh. don't kill your kids. Step but, two, even when you think about it, don't do it. I think about the trauma in Jonathan's life 
and yet he still keeps it together to maybe not emotionally, but he I mean, he keeps his commitment to God yep. and to his friend David. He still yeah. does the right thing in spite of his whole world just going into chaos. Oh uh, gosh, I just the, the more that I study and read and about Jonathan, the more I'm like maybe we just need a Jonathan film. Not a yeah. David and Jonathan film, just Jonathan. Yeah. Everything from his perspective. That would be that would be fun. But put it like in a modern day setting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic. No, hey, true it. friends are reliable. Yeah. So there's this whole plan that they concoct just between David and Jonathan to let David know what he needs to do. Yeah. Jonathan carries out the plan, shoots the arrow. David realizes, okay, I've got to run. But they have a meetup before yeah. David runs for it. And they have this emotional goodbye. Yeah. If this was, if you were watching this on film, right. what you would think would, would be going to happen is that Jonathan shows up, David shows up, and then all of the bad guys show up behind Jonathan yeah. because it would be like this betrayal that we right. see, almost like Judas and Jesus. Yes. But all through the movies, like this sneaky betrayal. Yep. That's not what Jonathan does because no. he is reliable. Yep. Even when his life is on the line, he shows up by himself to to protect David. Yep. Like a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, last two men standing. So rule of thumb, be a Jonathan, don't be a Judas. There you go. That's, the, that's it. Step one. So, <laughs> That's step one in friendship, right? Yeah, yeah. So they have this emotional goodbye, don't they? <laughs> they, they? They do. And you can hear just in the text, their hearts are breaking. Jonathan gives David gifts just like he did earlier. And then he sends him off and wishes him well. But they make promises to each other that no matter what happens, they're going to take care of each other's families should something happen yeah. to either of them. Yeah. And that that matters. Yeah, That's sure a big does. deal. It sure does. So... Do we want to just go ahead and move there? So Let's do it. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Jonathan does die. Jonathan does die. And, and their worst fears and, and why this last meeting was so emotional is they realized it's they're, not just a slight possibility. It's probable yeah, they're that not one see of each us other again. isn't going to make it out of this. We're yeah. not going to see each other again. This is it. So, years passed. Yep. Way fast forward. Jonathan has been dead for a while. Uh, Saul is now dead. David is on the throne. He's king. He's the king. And 2 Samuel 9, I just got to read some of this for you. Yep, go for it. David asked, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? So they go and they find uh, Ziba, who has been around for a long time. He knows all of this. And uh, David asks him this. And Ziba answers, he says, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? King David asked. Ziva answered. He uh, tells him where he is. David goes and gets him. They bring him in. And uh, David says to him, don't be afraid. For I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul. And you will always eat at my table. So side note common practice in ancient times for new kings to destroy the family yep. of old kings to ensure nobody's going to try to usurp yep. the throne. Get rid of your rivals. So can you imagine Mephibosheth just sitting there going, King David wants me? Uh-oh. I'm dead. Yeah. I mean, that 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 there is no other option. Yeah. Saul has been just awful. The family of Saul, other than Jonathan, has been horrendous 
to the new king. Yeah. There's only one way this is going to end. So I imagine that Mephibosheth was living in fear. Yeah. For for quite some time. And then finally, ring, ring, ring. The call comes. The king uh, would like to see you now. He uh, can't even walk to his death. He, people no. have to carry him yeah. before David. And then in an amazing turn of events, the, the most unexpected thing. The Bible is nothing if not surprising. Yeah, yeah. So expecting to get the worst news instead gets the best news of, hey, I, I loved your dad and I'm going to take care of you uh, because I made this promise to your dad. Yeah. It's just incredible. And, and not just take care of you, but your family, your kid, yeah. all of this. And so it's a beautiful moment to show how reliable David was in yeah. his friendship, where he his friendship and commitment really shines here. Do you think Mephibosheth knew of the friendship between David and Jonathan? Or do you think that had been lost in all of the chaos that the oral history had broken down there in his side? That's a really good question. I imagine that it wasn't a dinner conversation in Saul's mm-hmm. court mm-hmm. of how good of friends that David and Jonathan were. I, I think this is very much like Mary treasuring things in her heart. Yeah. I, I think Jonathan's really just having the good memories and and realizing that it's David or his father and he's trying to be loving and respectful to his dad at the same time cherish the friendship that he has with David. I I, I don't think this was a lot of conversation. I don't I don't think Mephibosheth knew. At least the text seems to indicate that he did not know what was happening. It tells us something about how deep David and Jonathan's friendship was. Yeah. Because what was obviously happening right before David says, "Hey, is there anyone left?" from Jonathan's family I can care for? Yeah. Why would he ask that question? Because he's thinking about Jonathan. Yeah. He's thinking about his friend, his buddy, and he misses him so much. And in the in the moment of him thinking about him, then he thinks, I wonder if there's any descendants, if there's any kids, anybody right. that I can care for. And so it just demonstrates again the deepness of their friendship that he's still thinking about it years later. And one of the things when I talk to people who are in grief about someone – I talked to a father who had lost his son uh, 17 years ago, and he told me, he said, he said it was just like it was yesterday. And the way he told me the whole story of how his son died, it was all like, it was just like it was yesterday. It was just like it was yesterday. Yeah. And I think for David, that friendship with, with Jonathan felt like it was just yesterday, and he was still thinking about it all the time. So he was reliable. So maybe what are some ways that we can just think about being reliable friends. I, I think we keep coming back to this question of not what do you expect from others yeah, with regards to friendship, but what do you expect from yourself? Yeah. yeah. I, and, and that's such a strange thing to think about in our world because oftentimes we're critical of others, mm-hmm. but we don't give time for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. We demand certain things from others, but we don't always demand it of ourselves. So... Proverbs 17, 17 says that a friend loves at all times. Mm. <sighs> That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Can't we just live with most of the time or some of the time? Yeah. Not all times. All not, times. not at all times because that, that, like, that would take work and dedication and intention. Mm-hmm. And that means I would have to be vulnerable and thoughtful and reliable. Hey, we've done these. We've covered these. If you haven't, go back and listen to the other podcast episodes. We've been having a great time dealing mm-hmm. with all of those things. So are you a reliable friend? That's a good mm-hmm. question. Yeah. I'm not asking you, Brian, if you're a reliable friend. I know the answer to it. But do you know the answer to mm-hmm. it? 
Yeah, it's a great question. So maybe instead of echoing this back, let me just kind of echo back the whole series. Yeah. And maybe wrap this up just a little bit. Uh, just with, beginning with some questions. What is it that keeps you from being vulnerable? It's pride. What is it that keeps you from being thoughtful? It's selfishness. What is it that makes you unreliable? It's laziness or apathy. You can work and work at being a great friend, but you will always fail until you let God heal, mend, and change your heart. Only God can change our hearts. So what are the characteristics of a perfect friend? You know, Vulnerability, thoughtfulness, reliability. Guess what? You've just described God. Hey. He is the perfect friend. And Jesus said in John 15, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Wow. God is our friend. And if you want to experience great friendships, you must not expect your friends to give you what only God can deliver. Only God can be the perfect friend. He's also the perfect savior, master, and father. He's perfect in every way. Friends of God make the best friends of people because God changes their heart, and we all need a changed heart. Your hope for lasting, deep, uh, world-changing friendships rests in your friendship with Jesus. He's made a way for you to be called his friend. So, I think that wraps it up just a little bit. I, I, I think that's really good. If you guys haven't, um, if this has been your first encounter with the story of Jonathan and David, please go to First Samuel, mm. dig into that. And vulnerability, reliability, and thoughtfulness, these are the beginning steps and the foundations of a good friendship. This is explored and expressed in a lot of different ways, but these three areas probably the best place and the most practical places for you to start developing the kind of friend you want to be for other people. Yeah. And if we can serve you well with this, if this has helped you, we would encourage you share, share these episodes with some of your friends, some of your family, maybe a family wants to sit around the dinner table in the evening and listen to these so they can learn to be better friends as a family to their neighbors and to whoever that may be. Uh, also, we'll just include in the show notes uh, and also at briannjennings.com, uh, a devotional that I've put together for families that unpacks this a little more deeply, will help your family engage the scriptures and think about how can our kids and how can the adults and everybody in our family be a better friend. We'd love to share that with you. It's free. We hope you enjoyed this series. I know it's been beneficial to both Brian and I as we've been exploring and tackling this really, really cool and important subject, especially in today's world. Absolutely. I'm, nope, what? No, go. Nope, you're going to do a thing? Oh, this what? is where we close. This is the, this is the end. <laughs> the awkward end. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Beautiful friend. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. This is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. And making friends along the way. Friends are friends forever. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs>